introducing Mr. Kawada himself, my dad. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening, however you're listening, this is Quantum of History. I am your host, Donnie Waldron. Welcome in. Today is going to be the, the Bond Girl Bracket Challenge finale. I've posted it on YouTube for a long time now. Uh, if you guys haven't checked it out, give it a shout too. But I wanted to put it on the podcast version because I know there are a lot of people that are, me included, that I just listen to the podcast. Like I, I just put it in my ear, do other things, uh, drive where I'm driving, wherever it is. I like to listen to things and I don't need the visualization. But if you need the visualization, if you like the to see some uh, Bond Girl footage and what the... Um, with the actual things played out, you can go ahead and check it out on YouTube. But I wanted to put it on the podcast version too because I feel like, you know, there's a lot of people like me that just want to just listen to the audio. So here it is. Uh, I'm not going to do too much of an intro here. Just going to get right into it. Without further ado, it was so much fun. Thank you again, everyone that did this, everyone that participated. No further ado, let's get right into it. The finale, the grand finale of the most entertaining, most sought after, most influential Bond Girl Bracket Challenge of all time. All right, maybe it was just some Instagram polls, but still, it, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. All right, guys, let's get right into it. The Bond Girl Bracket Challenge finale. Let's get it. Mellow out! Bitch. It's the topic that's been debated, been discussed, been fought over in the Bond community for years, for decades, for generations. And now, now, unequivocally, without a doubt, we have the undisputed best Bond girl ever. I'm the money. Is the bride and bridegroom, Mr. and Mrs. James Bond. Since you are here, would you mind giving me something to put on? I will tell you. I've been one to discuss all the greatest Bond girls of all time, and I'll debate with anybody, and I've had so many great debates, but I finally wanted to put some kind of end. I wanted this argument to be put to bed finally. Who is the best Bond girl? And I think, uh, nay, I know we have found the answer to that question, and here's how we did it. First, again, I wanted to discuss, this was not a ranking, because the rankings were going to be hard to be subjective. I wanted to know who the best Bond girls were, because guess what? If you're not first, you're last. If you ain't first, you're last. And there were a couple of ways that I could have gone about doing this, and after much contemplation, I decided that we're going to do a winner-take-all 64 Bond girl tournament voted on by you. And it would become the most complete, the most fair, and the best way of doing this. First, what I did was I made a list of 64 of the best and most prolific Bond girls throughout the films. I excluded M and Money Penny on the list. Both are essential characters, but they're not what were what I qualify as Bond girls. The list was made from Dr. No all the way to Spectre. Then, 
Each was assigned a number, one through four. Ones were grouped with ones, twos were grouped with twos, threes were grouped with threes, and fours with fours. After making this list, I reached out to four of the Bond community's experts on Bond girls. Stan from Aussie Bond Guy, Ray from the Bond Armory, Harris Thomas from Dressing Like Bond, and Joe Darlington from Being James Bond. I gave each of these fine men their own list of 16 Bond women and asked them to rank them 1 through 16. Each did so and gave their list back to me. With each region set and ranked, they were placed in a NCAA tournament-style bracket where each Bond woman now faced the daunting task of surviving multiple head-to-head matchups. The voting was to be done on Instagram by a poll that would be set up for 24 hours. Remember, again, the goal of this tournament is not necessarily to rank the Bond girls, but to decide who are the greatest. That means I only want to hear the top two, top three, top four. Once the brackets were set, I then offered anyone who wanted to participate the chance to fill out their own brackets and predict who the winner would be. I set it out and the brackets came flooding in quickly. The tournament was on. Oh, just hundreds of people ended up e- emailing me these are brackets and ended up filling them out and I had such a great turnout and it was extensive and the participation was plenty. Now going into the tournament, I had assumed that Tracy and Vesper would end up in the finals. But as I received all these brackets, I was shocked at the brackets I was getting. Everyone from Lucia Sciara to Wei Lin had winners. The number of Waylin, Domino, Pussy Galore, Xenia, Solitaire, and even Mayday winners that I received really surprised me. So what I initially thought would be mostly similar brackets, quickly I found that out to be not the case. As everyone seemed to have varying opinions on who would win and what made the best Bond girls the best. Now before the voting even started, I had to reach out to some of the other members of the community to debate, dissect, and figure out what these Bond brackets were going to come out to. I reached out to people like Jocelyn from Ladies Who Bond, the guys from the James Bond Complex, Kyle from Easy Smiles Expensive Watches, Commando Bond, Luke from Bond's Apartment, and many, many others. And they all came on and they made their dissection of the bracket. And it was all such a fun, lively debate. And again, these debates ended up being wild. I mean, I, I just couldn't believe the picks that people were making. Uh, people, I, I couldn't believe even the Mayday Domino matchup was highly contested, highly debated. So it was really interesting to talk to everyone and get all their different opinions. I went into this thinking that it was going to be kind of everybody got the same bracket, and I was pleasantly surprised. Everyone had something different. I had countless debates over DMs from people on Instagram. People like Charlie Spencer, Dr. Jordan Kaplan, Ace Blowfield 007, Sal Manteria from Spider Unlimited, Daniel Gomez, Joe West, another James Bond podcast, Bond Fanatic, John Moss, Justin Tullock, and so many other ones had me wondering how this all was going to play out. Finally, it was time to vote. And looking at the first round, it was clear that the big matchup was going to be Pussy Galore versus Waylin. The Waylin fans were passionate and plenty, but Pussy Galore is a legend. The other interesting matchup was going to be Jinx versus Australia. The voting began and quickly it was clear. Solitaire, Xenia, Anya, Octopussy, Lucia, and Strawberry Fields were going to win convincingly. And for all the hype, In all the pre-bracket debate that was had, Pussy Galore came out swinging and crushed Waylin, busting a lot of brackets early. The only close matchup was Jinx in Australia. It truly shows how much the community despises Halle Berry's performance in Die Another Day that Australia, 
who literally had one line in Spectre, was beating someone who had a spin-off movie that was supposed to be made just specifically for her. Not only did it show that, but it also started a new trend that I thought would find interesting throughout the entire voting. I posted these polls on Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That meant that the American followers got the early jump to voice their opinion. And clearly, the American audience showed how little they liked Jinx, as Australia jumped out to the early lead. As the voting progressed and Europe and Asia woke up and voted, Jinx quickly was gaining ground. By the end of the 24 hours, Jinx won by a mere couple votes. And it showed that the European, Australian, Asian audiences were far more forgiving of her performances than the American one was. The second week went to the Bond Armory bracket, and this was all basically dominating performances by Domino, Natalia, Electra, Plenty O'Toole, Tatiana, Severine, and Vesper. The only close matchup again saw the American audience go with Mary Goodnight before the rest of the world went up and went with Pan Bouvier. And in a narrow victory, Pan Bouvier just eked out the victory. Then we got to the Aussie Bond Guy region, which was the most wide open region with no clear cut top contenders. The other three all had stacked high end talent. It just so happened by the randomness, Aussie Bond Guy had a pretty much wide open field. And even with no clear favorites, the victories were all pretty convincing as Andrea Anders, Inga, Camille, Kara, Tiffany, Miranda, Naomi, and Sylvia all cruised to victory. And then finally, we kicked off the Being James Bond bracket with only really one interesting matchup. Fiona Volpe versus Paris Carver. Fiona ended up taking it easily, and Honey Rider cruised to a victory over Christmas Jones. Solange, Lupe, Jill Masterson, Tracy, and Magda all took care of their matches. This concluded the first round, and again, no real upsets, no real surprises. I think that pretty much went how, how everyone thought it was going to go. With that, the second round began, and this is where it really started to get interesting. Right off the bat in the Dressing Like Bond bracket, Xenia pulled out the biggest upset of the tournament and takes out the number one seed, Solitaire. Pussy Galore absolutely crushes Jinx. Anya cruises to a win over Octopussy. And what I thought was a fairly shocking result, Lucia Sciara lost to Strawberry Fields. But that was my fault. I kind of looked at Monica Bellucci over the actress. I should have just looked at the role more. But that was my first like actual surprise. Monica is a classic and the absolute embodiment of a Bond girl, but her role in Spectre was small and she suffered for that reason. In the Bond Armory second round, Domino crushed Pam Bouvier, Electric King squeaked out a victory over Natalia, Tatiana and Vesper both easily won their matchups. In the Aussie Bond guy, one of the biggest upsets of the tournament happened as Tiffany Case beat Miranda Frost. The rest of the bracket played out with Sylvia, Andrea, Camille all winning their matchups. Being James Bond had a huge matchup with Madeline Swan and Tracy squaring off as old wife and new wife duke it out. I had hoped for Madeline, but in the end, Tracy was too much and she moved on. Solange wins a close battle with Jill Masterson, Lupe upsets Magda, and in her personal heartbreaking moment, Fiona Volpe loses to Honey Rider. Fiona Volpe is a personal favorite of mine, and it was really hard to see her go. It's between her and Xenia on the top as my favorite Bond girls of all time. The third round started off with some heavy hitters, as while those thighs may kill men, they have no effect on pussy, as pussy galore destroys Xenia in a really contested matchup, and Enya ends Strawberry's run. Domino crushes Electra in the bottle of the Frenchwoman, and thus eliminating every single one of Brosnan's girls. Brosnan becomes the first Bond to lose all of his women. Vesper beats Tatiana handily, and then in the Aussie Bond bracket, Camille upsets Andrea Anders, and Sylvia takes out 
Tiffany Case's Cinderella run. Ending the third round, Tracy beats Solange and Honey handles Lupe. With the Elite Eight set, it was a rough week to see the voting go. This was the week that the Bond community broke my heart. And if you haven't seen it, watch the Elite Eight bracket results on my YouTube. It is just, you, you guys crushed me on this one. You, 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 you just took me down on this one as Pussy Galore crushes Anya, Vesper crushes Domino, Camille beats Sylvia, and Tracy beats Honey Rider. Unbelievable that Honey Rider gets taken down by Tracy. But anyways, if you if you guys follow me at all, you know my feelings on On Her Majesty's and Tracy. So there it was. It's finally down. The final four is now set. Tracy, Vesper, Pussy Galore, and Camille. So while you may not agree with the rankings of 1-4, through four, at the end, you, the championship is going to be revealed and it's going to be undisputed that this is the greatest Bond girl of all time. Alright, I know you're all dying. To, I know you're all dying to know the winner. Before we do that though, Let's go ahead and let's look at the voting and let's try to get some takeaways that we can get from the voting itself. What it meant and some higher meaning that we have and more discussion points that we can quell based on the voting itself. The first take is how badly Brazen's women did. The only Bond girl that really Brazen had that made any noise was Xenia. And Xenia's a henchman. She's, I mean, she's in there, but she's really more of a henchman. Natalia, Miranda, Jinx, Christmas Jones, Paris Carver, Caroline, Holly Warmflash, Inga, all really had no threat of winning. They made no noise in this tournament. And again, even smaller characters like Holly Warmflash, which I only mentioned because they didn't have much of a role bigger than Solange did, but Solange was a fan favorite. Everybody was loving Solange. That nothing. No no love at all. So for so long, people like myself have said that Brosnan was the victim of video games coming out. And of Trendy, um, the hot woman of the day, co-stars. I still say Brosnan himself was an amazing Bond. He's my second favorite Bond. He's my second favorite Bond for a lot of reasons. Again, he, you, people look, I think, too much at his co-stars and his movies that got kind of outlandish and don't look at him as Bond himself. And he never had his, he never had his Vesper. He never had his Tracy. He never had anything close. Again, the only one that even left a mark on anybody was Xenia. Zenya is not a Bond girl in a traditional sense, not like Vesper or um, Tracy would be. Secondly, I was worried that there would be recency bias, and I think there was certainly a, a little bit of element of that. Camille making it to the Final Four, Strawberry Fields ranked as a number two, and making it all the way to the Sweet 16. Solange, Severine all did very well, and of course Vesper being the juggernaut really of the tournament. That being said though, uh, it goes for good reason, because the Craig era upgraded their casting in Bond women over what Brosnan had. Even the smaller characters like Solange and Severine felt like not only are they stunning, but they also are great actresses and really brought a lot to the screen. Overall, though, I thought that the older movies were just as well represented um, as the new movies in the voting. I thought that this was a very informed audience. Uh, I think that the voting went pretty much how I thought, too. And I think that overall, the people who voted were truly bona fide Bond fans. That being said, let's look at which Bond had the best ensemble. I'm going to leave out Dalton, and I'm going to leave out Lazenby. Um, Dalton Girls actually did pretty well, but he only had two movies, and I, his sample size is just too small. Lazenby had the one movie. He has Tracy, another juggernaut. Again, leaving him out. So that leaves us with four contenders. Uh, without a doubt, I can conclusively tell you, Brosnan had the worst ensemble of Bond girls of all the four. 
Again, not a single one of his Bond girls did well. Another one, no one was even a threat to win the tournament. Even people I thought, Electric King, I thought was going to do well, really barely even beat weak opponents. And her real, her second round victory was against Natalia, another Brosnan. So the worst goes to Brosnan's ensemble. Next is going to be old Raj. Raj comes in, second worst or third best, however you want to look at it. Let's be optimist, the third best, right? Uh, he had some really strong showings in the tournament. Solitaire, Octopussy, Magda, all did very well. But we can conclusively say that Anya was head and shoulders above the rest of them in the entries. She destroyed Octopussy head-to-head. And overall, she garnered the most support out of any of Moore's characters. And uh, absolutely, I think without a doubt, unequivocally, Anya is the best of Moore, Moore's ensemble. But Moore's ensemble comes in third place. That leaves just Connery and Craig. And even with a little bit of recency bias, uh, Connery wins over Craig. Why? I'll tell you why. What these two ensembles set apart from the other ones is that even the tertiary Bond girls with small rules proved to be iconic and popular. The notch goes to Connery though because every single one of his entries did well with some obvious standouts. Tatiana, Sylvia Trench, Pussy Galore, Honey Rider, Fiona Volpe, and Domino all had impressive showings. Craig had some. He had Solange. He had Severine that kind of were again tertiary characters that did very well. That's why they're the top two. But overall, the entire body work, even Tiffany Case. Tiffany Case went deep in the tournament. So again, overall, you look at the power of both the main characters and the tertiary characters. The nod has to go to Connery. Connery had the best ensemble of Bond women of all the Bonds. Finally, let's talk about what the Bond bracket and the voting says about what Bond fans and people in general love about Bond girls. Over the last few years, the emphasis has been on making women in film uh, more ass-kicking and a little more masculine in traditional traits. And everyone will tell you that there are traditional masculine traits and there are traditional feminine traits. And anyone who has ever had a kid can tell you that girls naturally gravitate towards playing with dolls, setting them up, feeding them, whereas boys gravitate to taking their sister's doll and smashing them on the ground and then jumping on the deck yelling, FREEDOM! I mean, that's just reality. I remember when I went to college for the undergrad the first time, everyone tried to, I got a lot of teaching about um, nature versus nurture, that societal constructs are what actually determine gender, and that everyone's just gender neutral until society makes them. And then I had kids, and uh, nope, nope, they come out of the box. They come out of the box, and uh, one wants to destroy things, one wants to make, kiss boo-boos and make them better. That's just the reality. So, yeah, so that's just the so- social... Not you. Not not you. Really? You're gonna You're gonna do this right now? Whoa. Whoa. I just wanna it's Tanner again. Your favorite first year of undergrad student here to tell you how to think on social issues. Just wanna quickly address the venom in which Donnie's spewing here. One gender is a social construct, man. Again, I'm I'm a savant with this stuff, right? So, the corporations, man, and the patriarchy, and the machine, they created gender, all right? Like Mattel, they created gender to sell Barbies, bro. And, like, they sell Hot Wheels the same way. And the toy industry, and the corporations, and the patriarchy, that's all it was, man. One big, giant conspiracy just to sell toys 
and keep the machine going, man. So, I mean, I just wanted to quickly jump in here and just kind of address the venom. This dude's spewing, man. Hey, 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 enough, hey. hey. enough. enough. <sighs> Sorry, I know that was painful. It's painful to me to, to listen, to sit next to that and listen to it. But those natural inclinations of a personality trait stay with humanity as they age. There are exceptions with anything, um, but as societal structures influence, they certainly don't change the innate nature of a person, right? These bracket exemplified those sentiments. The two Bond girls that were the best in this tournament personified what it is to be thought of as a strong woman. These two being Vesper and Tracy. They are graceful, beautiful, elegant, sexy, smart, but also can keep a secret far better and do not break under pressure. And I'm telling you, if you ask anybody in law enforcement who's ever done interrogations, uh, it's way harder to break a female than it is to break a, a male. A female will just look at you and be like, nah. Guys, you could, they'll try to lie, they'll try to get out of it, and then you get them and they're like, ah, oh, whatever, you got me. Girls, they'll look you stone cold in the face, lie to you, and just be like, nah. It's Women are far better criminals. I can tell you that. Women are far better criminals than men. They just, that's their secret. Just like they can get away with, you know, other things on the side better than men can. That, that's, they're just the better at it. Men, you just have to accept it. They're better at it. Um, it also rang true with women that wanted their Bond girls. I mean, I got dozens of female entries too in the Bond girl bracket. And overwhelmingly, Vesper, Honey Rider, and Monica Bellucci uh, were all the female favorites. It shows that it is a universal sentiment that what we want is the best qualities of what makes a woman so special, accentuated. More than trying to force women to be masculine, overall we're not trying to see women try to be men or men try to be women. We want it, we enjoy the roles and that's what makes us different, is what makes us beautiful. But it also, this bracket showed that um, it takes more than just being simply beautiful. And if you lack substance and you're just kind of like a floozy that the Bond girls for some reason keep getting um, accused of having so many of these, um, really there's only a couple and they did terribly. You look at Dr. Christmas Jones, you look at Mary Goodnight, the ones that didn't have a lot of character, a lot of things brought out of them, a lot of depth, a lot of you know compl complexity to it. Vesper and Tracy both have so much complexity to them. Um, and it really, that's, that's what makes a great Bond girl a great Bond girl. Traditional femininity, complexity, intelligence, and again, all the reasons why women really truly are the better gender. We know it. Us as men know it. We know it. We know we know we couldn't do anything with women. So that's it. That's, those are the big takes I can take out of it. If you have any more takes, I'd love to hear them. But those are my big takes out of what we saw and what we experienced from the Bond Girl Bracket Voting Challenge. Now, what you've all been waiting for. Drum roll. Let's get to the Final Four. So now we have it. Final Four is set. We have our matchups. Let's see how the voting played out. In the very first matchup, we had Connery's, Connery's Best versus Craig's Best. We had Vesper versus Pussy Galore. Pussy Galore had handled most of the competition, had really done a great job until she met Vesper. Vesper dominated 79 to 21. One of the biggest beatdowns of top tier talent that we saw. Again, by this time, I think that momentum for Vesper, she was she had all the momentum in the tournament. Everyone was on team. The the train, the Vesper train was choo-chooing. And uh, there was no stopping it. So 79-21, Pussy Galore, get out the way. Here comes Vesper. Other side of the bracket, 
Camille never should have been there. I'm not going to take too much time on it. Camille was not a top 10, but just as the way the brackets were. If I had to do it over again, I would have given uh, Stan Ozzy Bonga a little, thrown a couple more and evened it out a little bit more. Uh, Camille gets uh, beat by Tracy, 65-35. Again, this should be telling about what it is or what the thoughts on Tracy are because Pussy Galore is a far stronger competition than Camille, I think. I think Pussy is way more legendary, way more iconic, way better role than, than Camille was. And Vesper beat Pussy by a greater margin than Tracy beat Camille. So it set it up for the finals. The Titans... The Titans, the biggest ones, the ones that we thought before the tournament were going to be the top two. I think most people, if you have uh, a, a census of who the top two bong women of all time are, it's Vesper Tracy, Vesper Tracy, Vesper Tracy. That is until, of course, until my lady, my lady comes in. But that'll be that'll be a, a bracket for another year. Vesper Tracy comes down to the two ones, the two greatest ones, the ones that were so good that James Bond was willing to give up everything for these two, ready to walk away from everything just to stay with these two. And for good reason, and we agree with Bond, we'd probably leave everything for them too. But there can only be one winner. Came down. Voting started off, and it was never even close. It was never even close. Vesper destroyed Tracy. All right. I wish I could tell you a story about how it was voting and it was up and down. No. From out the gate, Vesper destroyed. It was never in question. Never, ever, ever from the minute I put it up until the minute it came down, Vesper dominated Tracy. It was never in question. So we can unequivocally say without question Myself and you, the voter, have made it clear, it's made it crystallized clear, Vesper, without a doubt, is the greatest Bond girl of all time. In all of her matchups, she garnered at least 70% of the vote. It was never close. She handled everybody. She didn't have an easy path. She had a very hard path. She had a stacked path from uh, the Bond Armory's bracket Again, it was over. There's no more doubt. There's no question. We can all say, who's the second best? Because I bet you that I could find somebody that could beat Tracy besides um, besides Vesper. But there's no way. I can't find anybody that can beat Vesper. It's not even close. Vesper Lind is undoubtedly, unquestioned, unequivocally, without contenders, the greatest Bond girl of all time. That being said, for the last two, since I only had two um, real polls going on, I kind of did some fun ones. I asked for people to send in who, what matchups they wanted to see just for fun about the tournament because, again, brackets kind of set out and who you wanted to face each other. So here were some fun ones that we came up with. First, Wei Lin. There was so much Wei Lin love. I was like, all right, she faced Pussy Galore in the first round. A lot of people were like, give her another shot. Give her another shot. Come on, Wei Lin's got this. Give her another shot. So I gave her some shots. Gave her against Zenya. Look, Zenya. She lost to Pussy Galore. Not like I faced the top four talent. Zenya was up there. Destroys Wei Lin. 37-63. I gave Wei Lin another shot. This time against... Anna. See if she could do something about against a girl who's not even been in a movie yet. Wei Lin got destroyed. 67-33. So yes, I understand that there's a lot of people who love Wei Lin. I get it. Wei Lin is great. But the question is put to bed. She's not even close to the top tier Bond girls. It's put to bed. She's been beat handily. She pussy beat her. 
Zenya beater, and then the Armas beater, and it wasn't even close. Not like this was oh almost. No, she didn't even get more than thirty percent of the vote in any of her matchups. Wei Lin, great, love her, not a top tier Bond girl. Another one that I put up, Camille. Was Camille a top four talent? I said I didn't believe so in the first time. I didn't want to put her in like a spare one for top four just in case she did by some miracle beat Tracy. She didn't. She lost easily. So then I'm like, well, let's see who how she would fare against other brackets top talent. First one I put her up against Domino, uh, who lost to Vesper. Domino destroys Camille. 72 to 28. Not even close. So then again, I'll go to Xenia again because I think Xenia is a, a really good. She's top of the B level, right? She's not she's not your A class, but she's just right at the top of the B class, right? Thought maybe maybe Xenia. Maybe she could take out Xenia. Wasn't even close. Xenia beats her 6733. <clears throat> my fault. That was my part. But I just wanted to further clarify that the brackets are about finding the champion. Brackets are not about finding the ranking or, or anything like that. It's about finding the again, if you're not first, you're last. This is about finding the best Bond girl of all time. And I know unequivocally I have accomplished that exact goal. I have found the best Bond woman of all time. It's Vesper. It's no question. But, you know, I wanted to just make sure that Camille, maybe I, was, maybe I wasn't losing my mind, uh, that Camille was the best. And she's not, again, you guys all agree, she didn't even garner 30% against other good talent. So, Camille, she's good, not great. Another fun one, just because, why not? Just, just, just to get under David Zeritsky's skin and see if Stacey Sutton could beat, and be, uh, beat anybody. Faced her against BB. Stacy Sutton destroys BB seventy-one to twenty-nine. I mean, I mean, James, good job, Stacy. Good job, Stacy. Even though I hate you, of you to a kill, um, you know, BB's a terrible character. So good for good for Stacy. Another one, just kind of fun of of, of the bottom tier ones. Doctor Christmas Jones versus Mary Goodnight. Let's see if Doctor Christmas Jones could win. Easily takes out Mary Goodnight in a 62-38 victory. Uh, wasn't even close again. Again, I think that Dr. Christmas Jones got screwed in the first round by having to face Honey Rider, who's a juggernaut. Um, so it was tough to see her go out in the first round because I think, you know, she's got a little bit of highlights. Um, so Christmas Jones, she gets a victory. Good for you. Easily takes out BB. The Battle of the Russians. Anya. I'm telling you, I'm not going to take any arguments. Anya was unequivocally Roger Moore's best, according to this bracket. And I think I think we can all agree Roger Moore's best was Anya. I want to put her against not a top-tier Connery, but a, a good one. And uh, had the little Russian connection, both Russian spies. So I put Tatiana versus Anya. See how it played out. Tatiana destroys Anya. 57-43. Further cementing my belief that Connery's ensemble is the best. And Moore's is just above Brosnan's. And uh, you guys seem to agree with those exact same sentiments. The Battle of Thunderball, Domino versus Fiona Volpe. Domino crushes 71-29. I guess I'm the one that loves Fiona Volpe more than you guys do. I love Fiona Volpe. Uh, I guess I'm just in the minority in this, but I just I just love her. Die another day, Miranda Frost versus Jinx. Miranda got beat by Tiffany Case. I thought that was kind of surprising. Wanted to see how she'd fare against Jinx. She wins 60-40 to 40 over Jinx, further cementing Jinx as one of the least favorite characters in the entire James Bond pantheon. I think I probably should have had Jinx versus Stacey Sutton to see if Stacey could have taken her out. And the final one that I did, 
because I wanted to see what would happen against Pussy Galore, against Domino, to see who was Connery's best. This one was razor, razor, razor thin as Pussy Galore went out to the early lead. Domino caught up, Pussy got back again. And then overnight, again, as I've said before, I've talked about this before, the European and Asian audience comes up and they start voting and they have completely different opinions than the American audience. Domino moves ahead, takes it 51-49, cementing her type place as Connery's best Bond girl. I thought it was Pussy, ended up being Domino. Domino did very well in this tournament. I didn't, I never really thought of Domino as one of the top tier, one of the best. You guys proved me. Domino was one of the best. Now to announce the winners of the Bond Girl Bracket Challenge. Who won? You guys filled out your brackets. You guys did an amazing job. I can't thank you guys so much for having it. So much participation. So again, we'll get into the winners. Second place, Bradford LaDuca. Destroyed it in the one, in one half of the bracket. Perfect. Uh, really nailed it. Nailed the winners. All that stuff. Got the whole thing. Second place goes to Bradford LaDuca. And the winner. The winner who wins it all. Justin Scott, the Rogue Bond. Fantastic bracket. Really nailed three out of the four brackets. Only had a one that really uh, didn't almost get 100%. He really nailed. He had a really good job. Nailed everything. He's the winner. He's the winner of the hoodie. Um, he won Chrono of History hoodie. He won uh, two outfits styled by Dressing Like Bond. So, again, enjoy Dressing Like Bond as your personal stylist. Enjoy the hoodie. Bradford, enjoy the mug. I already, he already put a picture up. So The winner actually was sewn up before the Final Four because everyone who had a really good bracket had the exact same thing. Had Tracy, Vesper, Vesper winning. So it was decided a couple weeks ago. But I didn't want to reveal it until the end. So there you go. Third place, honorable mention, just misses out Joe West from Spies and Ties. Third place, you, you missed it by two points, my man. And uh, again, this close. Thank you guys so much. Thank you again to the people who helped out with this, who, who joined in, who did all the lives. The, a special thank you to Joe Darlington from Being James Bond for taking your time out, ranking him for me. Stan, Ozzy Bond guy, again, thank you so much for participating, taking your time out, ranking them. Ray from the Bond Armory. Um, yeah. And, of course, Harris Thomas, dressing like Bond. Thank you again. Thank you for offering to do the two styled outfits to have dressing like Bond as your personal stylist. Thank you guys, again, so much for participating. Everyone who voted, who put me on Instagram, who did all the things. Thank you guys so much. This has been such a blast. And uh, I can't wait to do the next one. I think the next one... Gonna have to do a henchman bracket, but that's next year. I'm not doing that right now. We're gonna have a little breathing time for this, um, but probably around next year, we're gonna do the henchman bracket. Thank you guys so much. This has been Quantum of History. This has been Donnie Waldron saying thank you. Good night. Vesper is the greatest Bond girl of all time. Until she's gonna be number one. All right, guys. Thank you and stay positive out there. button and leave a like and then and hit that subscribe button